Welcome to the Pop Confidential Podcast. We have been away for a few weeks, so we are ready to dive into all things pop culture, starting with HBO's confirmation. Keep it popping, y'all. Hello. I have confirmation this podcast is back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in formation, though, is the question. Yay! I am in formation. Jillian, how are you doing? I was just about to say that, too. I'm good. I have confirmation that you are in formation. Sarah, how's it going? Good. I'm just trying to figure out how to work confirmation into my greeting. You're doing it while sipping lemonade. There There you go. go. There you go. All All right. right. Let's talk about Jillian, the greatest couple of all time, the greatest couple since Romeo and Juliet, you know, the greatest couple since Cher and Sonny. The greatest soap couple? No. Black China and Rob Kardashian are engaged, and I know you are, like, ready for your invitation to Kardashian Crest. I'm going to find a way to go to that wedding. If I have to pretend to be a caterer, I'm going to be there. Because I, you know, it was so funny. The last time we talked, I mentioned something about them. You know, I wanted them to be married. And then a week later, he presents her with this rock. I was like, oh, my God. Go ahead, Rob. And, of course, those, the trash bucket family were in. (laughs) Yes, they're trash. They went to Colorado to go skiing. And they mentioned the engagement to them. Not one of them, you know, they are they are heavy on social media. You think they said anything to that boy? Nothing, nothing. Even a cameraman came up to Chris when she was in Colorado, and they were like, what do you think about Rob's engagement? Why are you asking me stupid questions? I'm like, oh, okay, but you got no problem with Scott being You know, this is straight out of Dynasty. Yes! I just cannot wait to see, because I hope they, they if they, if Chris had any sense, she needs to forget about her anger at this girl when she really shouldn't be angry at, angry at Black China since her daughter is the one who stole her man. But they need to go ahead and bring her on to keep it up with the Kardashians. Oh, well, I have something interesting to say about that, but go ahead. She, I want to see Black China slide down the Kardashian banister like Sam and Joe. Well, I'm not gonna see that in front of Alexis. You're not going to see that because according to TMZ, like. The Kardashians, you know, you know how you know how Chris is. If it ain't strange, she gonna make that change. So apparently, I guess she's trying to like make, trying to get China under her umbrella. And China's like, oh, wait a minute now, I don't want to be, I don't want to be up under the Kardashian umbrella. Like she does not, she does not want to be on TV. She does not want to be on Keeping wow. Up with the Kardashians. She doesn't want any of that. She wants to do her own thing where she promotes like beauty products and so on and clothing lines and so on. Cause well, you now know, won't be, wouldn't being on a reality show be essential to that in this modern day? I don't but, think so. I mean, because so- if, if, if she signs on with Chris, that's going to be indentured service. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, and I don't get a piece of her for her whole right. life. And I don't think. Yep. Yeah, I don't think because you know all. But the Jillian, boys- wouldn't what about the producers? And I don't know any of the people behind that. But what about if she? 
I know she should at least take a meeting with the people at VH1 doing that love and hip hop show. No, because Mona don't pay nobody no money. Mona oh. Mona's a gangster. Mona Scott Young is a gangster. And you can Andy tell Cohen? I, maybe, she, maybe he'll hook up. Well, why can't she just talk to Ryan Seacrest and go I around? Mean, well, she because does not want to be on... Kardashians. And she does not want to be on TV. They TMZ yeah, well, spoke people close to her, and she, they're like, she wants to do her own thing. She don't want to be up under their brand, because, like, you know, at first the Kardashians were like, well, she's after Rob's money. And she was like, uh, what money? I am putting him on to game because now he is making money because he is. She might be smarter than the average bear, though. Yes. Mark Zuckerberg just did his um, annual Facebook. Luke, you probably would know what it's actually called better than me. But his big thingamajiggy where he talks about Facebook's future. And he believes that apps are going to replace TV in the next 10 years that it's going to be like, you'll be, you know, everybody will just be doing their video on some sort of app or social gaming or mechanism. So, I mean, she already has social media on lock, obviously, um, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that. So she, she might be ahead of the curve. She's been, she does a lot of heavy um, advertising on Instagram. Rob was, dead on Instagram now. He's advertising on there and he's making a whole lot of money. She does club appearances. He does club appearances with her too now. So oh, nice. they're like, she's Make that money, money girl. <laughs> well, speaking of the clan Kardashian, they are all yeah. camped out at Coachella. Um, I saw a post on TubeFab that Kendall had accidentally, or maybe on purpose, I don't know, showed a boob and I just want somebody to tell me because I'm pretty up on pop culture, but what is Coachella? I mean, it's a mu- music festival. <laughs> in the I'm desert. glad I'm not the only one who's been and wondering. And the this. thing is, it's been around for years and years and years since like the '90s, like grunge days. So was and it yes, like that one with um, Lilith Fair? Or? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's okay. like that or Lollapalooza, and okay. it's just somehow over the past few years. It has become this trendy thing where all the celebrities go and they have the VIP things, rooms, and the VIP this. Out in the desert. So it was probably really indie and cool once, and then Kardashians started going. So it's Burning Man meets concert? Yes. That's a perfect description. And Burning Man used to be all... I want too. to go to Burning Man sometime. Because I don't know when it will be, but sometime. When I was a kid, Burning Man was this weird, freaky thing that, like, you would hear about some people that were on the edgy side of San Francisco going <laughs> to do. And somehow now it's, you know, a, a marketing opportunity. Well, speaking of someone who knows about marketing, Beyonce has once again taken control of our lives by teasing Lemonade. Uh, there's supposed to be some HBO special next weekend, right at the same time that they're dropping the latest season of Game of Thrones. Jillian, and, have you have any tea on what Beyonce might be serving well, up with you this know, I'm Well, I'm trying to see what's happening, right? Because on Twitter, they're like, Someone is hint like I don't know if it's true or not, but they're like she's releasing an album on HBO or something. I'm like, if she does something like that, I like that that's kind of boss. But I don't have any confirmation on that. I don't know what that gal is doing. But are you information? <laughs> oh my god, that is 
can't so stop much. saying that. I'm ridiculous. I can, you, you know, like, she's, I told y'all, mm. it's no shade, but I'm just not, like, a stan of hers. I'm not a hater of hers. But, you know, I'm really digging, you know, I'm love formation is my jam. So I'm kind of, like, in the Beyonce beehive spirit of things so forth to you know, so to speak, I should say, because I'm like, what you got going on? April 23rd, lemonade. I'm like, okay, girl, what you got going on? But I'm not buying her Ivy Park stuff. Like, she just launched like this active wear. Oh, did Park. you? I'm not buying that. I'm. Mm-mm. I I actually oh. saw an article about that where how they showed side by side pictures of the London and the New York City debuts, mm-hmm. and in the London one there were was lines of people, and at the New York one they like they did. 20 minutes before the opening, no one was there. 15 minutes, no one was there. I mean, doors open, no one was there. That means the publicist messed up. Yeah, Yeah, so I don't really believe that because you know, they all I know is I saw I was just reading the article and they had pictures of it. Yeah, I can also take it was probably just a yeah, I mean, people because Beyonce is so huge in America too. I could take a Um, picture of the Apple store empty and be like, Apple slowing down with business, you know what I mean? You know, so I'm like, and the UK loves American celebrities, um, but and and vice versa, we love their kings and queens and princesses and things like that, dude. Duchesses. Speaking of that, though, since next weekend is also the return of Game of Thrones, Luke, the trailers are getting a little more uh, revealing as we close in. Few more details. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? I'm. I'm. I'll go ahead and say I'm not happy to see that Khaleesi is going to be once again downtrodden. I want my Khaleesi on that dragon flying all the way to Westeros to burn Cersei to the ground. What do you think I, about the trailer? Well, the, I I understand where you're coming from, having been a Sansa fan for all these years and everything that she's gone through. You're so, a fan of Sansa. I, I've liked she's her. So I've wait, always wait, wait. liked Which her. one of them has some eggs, some dragons? Well, the, uh, Khaleesi. Khaleesi has the well, dragons. You know, so funny. You know they said Beyonce bought one of them eggs. Like the Game of Thrones, they were selling them or something. She bought. They she loves. Got, she, she loves Game of Thrones. She loves they HBO. Like, period. Remember, uh, uh, what's his name's verse? Uh, we don't speak during Sex in the City. She yeah, because like, they, they asked her one day. They were like, "What's your favorite show? Game of Thrones." And like, I guess they were giving away one of those eggs or something, or. She somehow managed to buy one of those eggs that that girl has, like the dragon eggs. Like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love silly it. Silly money. That's I cannot just... wait. Uh, have, yeah. So, and apparently we're going to see the Lannisters go after that creepy religious, you know, the and focus that looks on the family good. Let's cult. Hope, <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope it turns out well. I mean, it looks fun. I mean, having Jamie there definitely helps. Jamie looks like he's getting back into warrior mode. Minus yeah, Jamie is the one that hunched his sister, isn't that? Hunch yep. is, as it oh. continues to. Yeah. Yes, they, they have, still. Oh my they God. are basically husband and wife at this point, and I mean they're not married, but you know they they readily talk about what used to be a secret, which is. The children are theirs. All of all of Cersei's children were by her brother, and they now, are. In the I, I watched one episode. <laughs> like I tuned in one day to see what the hubbub about was again about a specific episode, and I guess that little bastard Joffrey died, and she was sitting shiver 
That was two seasons yeah, ago. Yeah. Yep. Well, I said I tuned in to see what the hubbub was about. I didn't say when, but I tuned in and she's sitting by Joffrey's side. You know, he's stanking up a joint, and he comes in there, and they have this talk. I'm like, who does that? Well, the like, actors say that wasn't right. Both of the actors say that that was just them, and they do kind of have really grody, angry sex. But I don't care um, what you call it. I just know that in 50 states, it's illegal. So it yeah. is, and you know that was for the longest time. That was why I wouldn't watch. But now that I do watch. You I said have to you say, of course, wanted, it's, you said it's that you gross like and, yeah. I'm like, ew, what's wrong with this boy? They have chemistry. I mean, it's, it's I, so I wrong. want Jamie with Brienne. Ooh, why? So he, There's why? a lot of shippers for that couple, uh, Jamie. Not this one. Brienne want to be with Lady Stoneheart. Um, <laughs> who, there are teasers that Lady Stoneheart might finally show up. Don't get your hopes up, Jamie. You've I had your heart broken once already. Uh, this season better have Melisandre. But if she doesn't come back, your heart might actually turn to stone. No, Melisandre uh. better wake Jon Snow up. She better do that voodoo that she do so well and wake Jon Snow up. And Lady Stoneheart better show up to slay some Lannisters. Sarah, are you a Game of Thrones fan? I can't remember. No. Oh. Okay, she so said you don't that was a swift no, boy. Well, Luke, we will definitely... get both of, We've tried to get both of them to I, watch I it. I just haven't had gotten just to ha- set aside the time because it's just so daunting because there's so many episodes oh, Sarah, i know do it. Sarah, <laughs> think of it this way each season is only what 10 or 12 episodes oh, only 10 or 12 mm. it's it not is, like it is no commercials let me let me say let me do, do a better sell than luke is trying to do because you know it took me a while luke had to push me forever and i and you know and love erica our listener they were so right this is one of the definitive best television shows of all time not just recent years it is incredible and as a soap opera lover it is old school the young and the restless old school dynasty set in a medieval it is it is set in a medieval fantasy world but it is about four or five warring families that are always trying to outmaneuver. The Lannisters are the Capwells from Santa Barbara if Channing and Eden screwed. Oh my because god! Tyrion is totally Mason. He's drunk. He's wisecracking. The only difference is he's a little person as opposed to you know, a lawyer, but he, I mean, I'm telling you, you, the father is every uh-huh. great soap patriarch from Jock Ewing to um, Adam and Palmer Cortland. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, and then uh-huh. you have on the other side of that. It's basically, if you have every family from dynasty to Falcon Crest and every, and Dallas, and, the Starks, and they're all in one show and they're all, they all have thrones. And the Starks are more the earnest, you know, even though they had... <laughs> they're the Hortons! Yeah, they're, they're the, the Hortons. Hortons or the Martins. They're the hard-working, earnest, good right, who are the Newmans up in them? Who gets slaughtered? Oh, the Newmans would be the Lannisters still, too. The, you know, Ew. the Lannisters, because they're the wealthy, all-powerful... Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying there, but I still think uh, Granddaddy Lannister and Adam Chandler are mo- more closely okay, connected. Okay, Sarah, 
I'm gonna put it out gotta, there. I will. I know. I will. I will. Okay, okay. someday. It's watch. on HBO Go, Sarah. So one Sarah, thing that Sarah okay. is. Oh, go ahead. What you say, Jillian? Sarah, I'm gonna put it out here. So yeah, you probably will have some people bugging you on Twitter, and you probably be like, Jillian, you bitch. Okay, if you watch it, if you say I'm gonna marathon it, I'll marathon it with you. Okay. okay. I'll put oh, it out. That first season, look, let me just say that first, the first episode, the cliffhanger will make episode, you go. I saw it. I saw it. Them two nasty siblings rocking <laughs> like some dog. But don't don't, don't spoil like it for Sarah. But Sarah, I'm telling you, that is one you want to binge. One thing that you are already or have already watched that's on HBO though is Confirmation, the <laughs> docudrama. Um, that revisits the Anita Hill saga from the 90s, Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas, with Kerry Washington from Scandal in the lead role. Sarah, what are you thinking of? What? Well, it's a, I'm, so, I'm not used to TV movies. I'm used to miniseries, so it's done. So what did you think of Confirmation? I thought it was great. It really showed you, and just to look back at it, I'm going to compare it to the people versus O.J. Simpson. We're in this place where we're looking back at the 90s and from our current perspective, and, you know, Anita Hill, I mean, she got, she just got roasted. Like, they came for her. She was just minding her own business. And by the way, it was very weird because Carrie Washington, like, she's playing this, another very poised lawyer character. So you keep wanting her to, like, bust out and be like Olivia Pope and come up with some cool stuff to, like, get it around. Then you're like, oh, wait, this really happened. That's not going to happen. And what's the other thing that was interesting is that Judy Smith the character of Judy Smith was in the movie. And in fact, Judy Smith is the real life inspiration for Olivia Pope, who is um, a producer on Scandal. So it was, you know, and you're like, really interesting to see that she was sitting, you know, she was the president Bush seniors advisor, press person. And it, so that just get, put all these sort of extra lawyers that are fun. If you are a fan of, um, yeah, almost meta Chandra, almost meta but i mean not so much i mean they didn't play it with any sort of wink and nod um and it's also interesting too because like it's all people who are sort of still around like joe biden is in it yes. and he was not as cool as he is now let's just say he was kind Arlen, of yeah and, and I, so it was just still trash Arlen yeah yeah but you still trash and claire thomas and you're like realizing you know if you know it sure seems like it was true because like why if you were going to make up a story you'd make up a story that was more believable than like you know pubic hair on the coat because that's Pope just can't. bizarre Ugh. That is you know, just effing, you know, that is just seriously bizarre. So, I mean... And why did he think that would be sexy? I mean, not that, I mean, the mind of a pervert is ever something you can wrap your mind around, but you, you know, you you think, oh, you, a pervert might grab himself in front of someone or something like that or something that you would think might stimulate somebody. Okay, so I have why a... Why would you think your nasty-ass pubic I was just gonna say. So, why did he put his nasty public hairs on that coat? You know, don't know that he actually did it. He was just kind of. You know, it's so funny. It, but but it, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, I don't have a connection to Clarence Thomas, but 
no, I even if I did, I wouldn't nah, play it. You black, you no, about no. okay. But <laughs> two of my two of my, you know, right after that happened, you know, and everything and it does settle. Two like couple years later, my cousins went off to school, um, boarding school. They went to school with his son. And my mom was like, Ooh, so you go to school with Clarence Thomas son? They're like, How is Clarence Thomas? Have you met him? And they're like, Oh yeah, he's a stiff. They're like, he's a, he's a prick. He's like, he has a, you know, he's something stuck up his ass. One of my aunts was all, hmm, okay, well, don't drink no Coke from him. I'm like, y'all are just still so gross. I'm like, nasty, nasty. You know what's so funny about that, though? I'm watching that, and I'm like, you know, when you watch it, I don't know if, did anybody else watch it besides me and Sarah? I have not seen it yet. I'm watching well, it. Well, you know, Sarah, what I thought was Monday. so funny was that, she is being grilled and put through the ringer all by some white men yeah. over this, you know, oh, I want to call him a name, but I can't on, well, you know, I want to call him yeah. the F boy on yeah. there. Cause I'm like, this is just, and then Clarence Thomas, I noticed this and I'm like, this, this brought this back up. He um, used um, the race card on him during those proceedings, but it's quick to like, you know, uh, affirmative action, uh, the race card, how dare you, you need to work hard and stop relying on things. I'm like, you just became black when it was only convenient with you when you wanted this nomination trying to say, oh, they're railroading a just black like man. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, a black, they're railroading a black man. I'm like, that ain't a tan that Anita has. That's that's her, that's her. And I, do you also, do y'all know that his wife, years later, calls Anita up trying to make Anita apologize, right? I remember what? Democrat women, Democrat black women in my town or in my church and stuff, because they were, it, Clarence playing the black card worked because, you know, I have family members, diehard Democrats, that were like, why's she doing a brother like that? That's going to be the first brother to be on the Supreme Court. Why's she got to do him like that? Yeah, yeah. Not as, Thurgood Marshall. Even as yeah. a kid, I was like, um, what are y'all talking about? But they were just like, she just want to mess a brother up. And it's like, so, it, I mean, and, you know, to, not to get too anthropological or sociological, but that is a smart strategy, even if it you was. are a black yeah. person who has totally disconnected yourself from your race. It's almost like a it's like the bat signal. Whenever you are in trouble, if you want to say Bill Cosby's doing it right now in my opinion. Yes, he had the greatest black sitcom of all time, but I'm going to be real. Bill Cosby was so even before these rape allegations, I was disgusted by his angry rants about black men over the last because it just felt like you were airing our dirty laundry in public you need to pull your pants up and dr martin luther king didn't die for this and i'm like i don't see um jack nicholson going out and telling goth white boys you're shaming our people george washington didn't chop down the cherry tree for this so that just really offended me that you're that stuck on a fat on sagging pants and this and that. I mean, and yeah, it's gross, whatever. But there are a lot of stuff that white teenagers do that are that are silly and gross as young people, too. And, you know, Bill Cosby threw black people under the bus for years, but the moment he comes under fire for allegedly raping 40 women, he plays the black card, too. It's like, it's it's a and, bat signal. It's like, and because... Anita. And yeah. here's the other thing that's weird. It you know, like creeped you out when you think about it. And this man has been for years and years on the Supreme Court 
he sided with like all these sides of the conservative side. And so any women's issue, he's against the women. Anything having to do with pornography or freedom of speech, he's against that. You know, there's, I'm like, there is probably no one on earth more full of self-hatred than this man. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of par for the course. Didn't they just find out that one of the uh, speakers of the House... Dennis Haster, yeah. Yeah, allegedly molested. And by the way, if yeah. this happens again, Senate Judiciary <laughs> Community, David Vitter, the guy, Louisiana senator who got busted with hookers, like, he's on the Judiciary Committee, along with some really awesome people. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the Senate yeah, is in no place to be casting stones on well, anybody. Well, hookers are consenting adults. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean... You know, but he, he's all, you know, just in general, like, they're not, like, a group of people who's going to be like, oh, that's terrible. They're going to be like, oh, I hope my junk don't come out, you know? Yeah, but it's so funny that you brought up the race card because, like, Anita Hill recently did, like, a Q&A somewhere talking about um, the whole ordeal. And she mentioned, she was like how Terrence, uh, Clarence Thomas used that race card. And that's how he was able to, like, turn the tables on her. And, you know, I'm just, it just blows my mind. Like, Joe Biden, just like, I'm like, damn, Joe, you dropped the ball, Joe! Well, you know, Joe, I like Joe now, but when Barack Obama first started running and Joe was like, he's real well-spoken for a black person, I side-eyed him from here to forever. And, I mean, he he came back on it, but I'm like... Yeah. What you mean for a black man? Anyway, though, to be fair, even though we are not governed by the FCC as a podcast, I have to point out that skeletons from a liberal uh, politician's closets have come back out of late, too. Monica Lewinsky is in the news because she is now an anti-bullying advocate. And I know Hillary Clinton, when I saw like that interview with The Guardian and I saw that Monica Lewinsky was... Uh, trending i was like you know hillary is somewhere like i just be mother bleep bleep you know hillary is wanting to punch she having to fight birdie tooth and nail and now monica to pop back up in the news too you know um on empire which we'll be talking about lately i mean later in the podcast um they showed a promo of the the lions finding out that boo boo kitty is pregnant by Hakeem and Hookie, I mean Cookie, immediately starts punching Lucius. I'm like, you know, when Bill, when Monica started trending on Twitter, Hillary started popping Bill upside the head. See there, I'm trying to run for president, and now she's mm-hmm. back. What are you? Have you guys read that interview? No, I know. I've heard, you know, I I know for a while she was doing anti-bullying, but I didn't know she did it. I can tell you this. It totally changed my view because, you know, and again, grew up in a family of of Democrats. Obviously, I'm black. But, um, (laughs) you know, it was just, you know, I kind of thought, oh, Monica, why are you trying? You know, we were just kind of, that's just kind of the message I was fed as a kid. But it really is... Now, as a 30-year-old man, I'm like, she was Hester Prynne. I mean, this woman was Hester Prynne, and the Clintons are no more worse for the wear. And, you know, she's traumatized. I mean, she when she talks about, you know, like, basically, it just, she didn't say post-traumatic stress, but, I mean, everything she talked about, I'm no psychologist, but 
I mean, she really went through, I mean, I guess it's an understatement to say, but she really went through um, the fire with that. The quote that is being pulled by most sites is, the shame sticks to you like tar. Um, Yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, you think about it. She was in her early 20s, and she did something stupid with a guy. Yeah. The guy, unfortunately, was the president of the United States. And the other thing is, it was, yeah, the other thing is that this was right when, you know, the internet had really just gone mainstream, and she was just the first person to just get roasted like that. Well, Luke, are you planning to watch Confirmation, or do you think that HBO should do the Monica Lewinsky story to counterbalance? I hadn't really... I'm, I guess so much of the 90s was different for me than most other people that I, I mean, the O.J. Simpson thing I really had no interest in watching. I don't really have any interest in watching this as well. I mean, obviously, it would be great television to see the Monica Lewinsky one, but and that would be one I'm more familiar with because I don't really remember much of the Clarence Thomas stuff. In light of the presidential election, it would be a blast to see the Monica Lewinsky scandal given a O.J. Simpson trial type format. Well, let's, um, um, you know, let's talk about, because there are many shows right now that are dealing with uh, the political world. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was on SNL, and she apologized because she said when Veep started, it was supposed to be a joke that a swearing, ignorant, vulgar person could one day possibly become the president, and now it's a reality. Uh, so there's Veep on HBO, there's House of Cards on Netflix, there's Scandal, which we dissect weekly or bi-weekly or whenever we do this podcast, um, and then there's The Good Wife, which is wrapping soon. Going around the circle, I want to know which show you think captures political scandals and not to use the word scandal to sway but which show which current political show do you think really nails it whether comedically satire or dead on sarah which one do you think is just really getting i would go with the, the good wife with the exception of this season where things have gotten a little out there you, you know if everything is the machinations what the public sees is completely different than that but like you get you know but Nonetheless, you get the feeling Peter may be getting stuff done. And you know, and it's just very interesting. And it's also, they were clearly inspired by Bill and Hillary when they created that show. With him being, starting his, the show, getting busted for cheating. And her pretending, you know, having to go along and pretend to be the loyal good wife when she wants nothing to do with him, except she still keeps, you know, hooking up with him sometimes. So, I mean, I think that one is it. It really shows what the campaign managers do. And it really shows that there's just like so much of it is just nitty gritty and petty. Like you have to go, you know, to the local chamber of commerce to get his approval for the endorsement of blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And that's my choice. What about you, Jillian? And let me add one that I forgot. Uh, that I always I tend to forget this one. It's kind of a sleeper, but there's also Madam Secretary. So now, which one are you thinking is is getting it, or which one are you enjoying the most? Well, the one that gets it, I would say it's between Madam Secretary and House of Cards scandal. I've just yeah, like maybe that's how Washington is on acid. I guess. Um, yeah, I 
doubt that. You know, when in the, maybe in the beginning it was probably no. I you know I thought maybe in the beginning, but now I'm like no. That that show is just too over the top. But I think House of Cards and Madam Secretary. Okay, Luke. What about you? Well, if you take, I guess it really depends on which portion of politics you're looking at. If you're looking at the the world of how do I put this? Not necessarily politically correct, but socially relevant stuff. I think that The Good Wife for years has done a really good job with that. Um, if you're looking at the insanity of politics and the fact that nutty stuff happens, I Veep is no. I mean the humor that Veep brings to very serious situations. And then you look at the Donald Trump phenomenon, it's almost a little bit too close to home sometimes. So did you watch SNL last night? I didn't watch SNL, but I did watch the clips, and it was fun to see the clips because – Julia Louis-Dreyfus is fantastic. I was never a big Seinfeld fan, but I of the characters, she was my favorite. So to see her on there giving Bertie and Hillary a hard time, that was fun. <laughs> and I mean, I was watching the other clips that they had with her, and it's just like, I cannot wait for Veep to return. Cannot wait. Sarah, did you watch SNL? I did not. What about you, Jillian? Nah. Well, I have to say, and I'm a huge Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus fan, and, I mean, Nick Jonas, You, I would watch him mow the lawn, which he actually had a sketch doing that. But the jokes were so lame. The Seinfeld, um, the Seinfeld actors comes to the political, the New York debate, was very interesting and funny. And then they had one, um, the heroine, <laughs> the heroine... Um, they had a sketch about, like, basically a heroin um, wake-up drug for people who want to do heroin and still be functional. That was funny, but the vast majority of them were so lame. Um, and I'm not usually that person because, you know, for the last 10 years, you, you read, oh, my God, SNL is not as good as it used to be. And I've always been like, well, I found it funny. But last night, yeah, just I thought they could have done better by, like, the hottest little young stud in music and you know a great comedian um let's talk a little bit about well not a little bit a lot about empire first off congratulations to andre and boo boo kitty in real life trey byers and grace Geely snuck off and got married um so now that that's the real life stuff let's talk about the story what did you guys think of last week's episode with the fallout from Camilla's demise and the boys being against Lucius and the video and all that great stuff? Jillian, what did you think of last week's show? I actually thought that it was good. Like, Empire's getting back on track. They're focusing. They're, you know, it's close. It's They're really making it close now. Did not expect them to snuff out Big Miller and Mimi that fast. Like, I thought that was really fast. I thought maybe Camilla could have taken maybe a few more episodes, but I guess they are trying, they they really did pay attention to listeners, to listeners, to viewers, and are like, all right, y'all want it to be about the Lions family? We're going to do that, and we're going to get rid of all these things. Bada boom, bada bing. Sarah? Mm hmm. I actually thought it was a like a slight dip. Um, in terms of how good it was between the prior two episodes, but still good. 
Um, there, I wish there had been a little bit more of emotional fallout for Hakeem with Camilla. And I think for me, the weak link in this season is Laura. Like she just has no personality. I don't know if I'm supposed to be glad that they're engaged or that I should hate her. She's just there. And I don't know why, what it is Hakeem loves about her so much. Other than that, he like punched her V card and that he, um, and that like, he well no, he was like, your dad is nice. Let me marry you. But I mean, it was, you know, I liked the um, dynamics in terms of um, interested in where Andre's going. And I like that Cookie's birthday was there. Um, and that I like, because at first I was like, oh God, don't have like Lucius's backstory. And no, that explains it. That lets him off the hook. But then when he said to Andre, like, you know, I was embarrassed about my mother and I'm embarrassed about you. I was like, well, that didn't go the way I expected. They're not giving him a get out of jail free nope. card with this. They are just establishing how much of a jerk he is and how messed up he is. And that's a, you know, Empire, you know, Lee gets a lot of flack for trying to speak for the whole black family on how things but of sexuality. But he, I'm going to be right honest, you know, because right I, you know, I, I have no problem admitting it. I take anti-anxiety medication. And when I was diagnosed in my 20s, you know, you would have thought, I mean, and this was just basically because I was having panic attacks and depression. I didn't, you know, (laughs) I didn't, you know, hold a gun to my head in a, not that that's funny, but I'm talking about the show, but you know, I didn't do anything dramatic or walk down the street naked. I mean, I was just like, I'm really feeling depressed and need some help. And it was just like, gasp. Oh, you just need to pray about that. I mean, really, and, yeah, and a lot yeah. of the, you know, and not every, not all, because you can't quantum, you know, you can't stereotype, but a lot of black households feel you just need to pray about it mm-hmm. and go to and get your life right because and I really, you know, and they there's I, there's not a good conversation felt, being had about mental health in the black I community. Felt what you saying, they, I thought Ronda they hit the nail on the head when Rhonda was talking to the pastor and was like, he needs to recalibrate his meds. Right. And the pastor was like, you know, told her that all Andre needs is him and Jesus. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is I've had that sure. conversation a thousand times. And I, I just, had that conversation yeah. with a friend of mine because we were talking about Empire. And she is a Christian. Ain't nothing wrong with that. She's all about Hallelujah Jesus. You know, I like me some Jesus too. But, you know, she we were talking about it and she was just like, you know, I feel as though that he's seeing that he's speaking to God. I said, maybe he is. I said, but Andre's off his meds. So you don't think he's speaking? I said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I said, they're touching a bot. I'm like, they, they're touching this. The subject is very prevalent. See, and I'll say it now. I have no problem saying it to any diehard Christian in the world. If he is visually seeing Jesus the Christ, Yes, he is off his medication. Well, because... I, well I didn't go that <laughs> far. I told her, I said, you know, he's talking so fast and animated. I said, that's yeah. how we were tipped off that he is off his meds. Well, I Jesus said, Christ is not, 
you know, I be, I'm a Christian, but I believe that God speaks to you in a whisper. He speaks to you in, uh, no, if Jesus is materializing to you, you do need to go check your serotonin levels. And I mean, and that's the, that is a hard conversation to have in a black family. And I think that they really hit on that. Even like with Cookie, when she gets mad and it's like, yo, crazy ass. And then she's like, oh, baby, I'm sorry. Because even when you're trying to be more moderate or more. And she's starting to learn herself because what I loved before they snuffed Big Miller out was when they had Cookie visit her at Anthony and Cleopatra. And I was like, Cookie is Cookie and me are one. And she was like, oh, I hate that name. That's a stupid name. But I'm you like, know they can call it A and C and it'll be hot. Well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. But, like, you know, when she went to visit Rhonda and she was like, how you doing? What's going on with you? How's Jamal? Not Jamal. How's Andre? And when she told her, look, he needs to recalibrate his meds, Cookie is starting to see that this boy needs medication because now she's like, you taking your meds, boy? You know, Lucius is the only one like, mm. Like, Cookie is willing to learn, and that's a, right. that's a they're perfect, you know, counterpoints. It's like Lucius is, you know, dyed in the wool and and his traditions and what he believes, you know, a man should be screwing women. And if well, you, not only that, Co- you, if you're crazy, you just need to get over it. But Cookie, as the mother, is more like I grew up the same way Lucius did in a way, but I'm more willing to. Well, not only that, because look at this. I look at it like this too. Lucius has all the money. He's been exposed to things more since Cookie's been locked up, and he's still pigeonholed and narrow-minded. Whereas Cookie is the one, you know, she's still trapped in that mm-hmm. old '90s game, in some retrospect because she's been away long. But she's willing. She's bit. She's a little bit more exposed to things. You know what I'm saying? But but still, though, even yeah. black people with money still yep. act like that because. I remember with my beloved queen, Whitney Houston, I just remember cringing whenever she would go on Diane Sawyer or Oprah because that was when you kind of knew Whitney's in trouble. And Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here like, oh, my gosh, she's got all that money. She could go to Betty Ford. You know, white people are always going to Betty Ford and stuff. But, you know, when they would ask her, you know, with Oprah, you know, it, it's not funny, but Whitney just had Whitney just had a way of getting you told, well, are you seeking any help? Yes, Jesus. That is all the help I need. Yes, Sister, that's that My Judy, friend that's Sister that Perry is praying for me. And you're just that's going, girl, you don't. Yeah, Jesus. That's that jersey coming you. out of her, boy. You know, and you just want to scream in her face. Yes, you need Jesus. But you also need Narcotics Anonymous. And you need a therapist. It's like, no, Sister Pebbles, who stole from TLC allegedly, is not going to be enough to help you get off drugs. And, yeah, you know, you just want to kind of scream that to the, you know, and now we are seeing, you know, um, The Root and other places have written articles and Ebony and Essence and, you know, that are talking about mental health in the black community. And I so I applaud them for going there. Um, what did y'all think, back to the story, now that we've discussed the mental health aspect of it. So, Sarah, I want to ask back to the the actual plot, since we discussed the mental health aspect of it. But um, what do you think that Andre, knowing that Lucius hid his grandmother's, you know, mental illness that she passed on to him, what do you think that's going to mean for the rest of the season, for their arc, their relationship? Well, I think it's going to get even more strained. You've always sort of gotten the sense 
that Lucius didn't like Andre for all the reasons most families would like Andre because he went to an Ivy League school because you know but you know, all the stuff but in this family he's not the musically gifted one which is what binds them all together so I could see him going more towards team cookie to and you know Jamal and really and because he has those business skills I'm wondering if we could end up in a situation where like cookie ends up owning um empire or or is at least attempting it with him i think that's where it could go i mean the wild card in all of this of course is um when they figure out that ronda got pushed down the stairs and that his baby got killed um you know and i'm assuming it was boo boo kitty and then he is just, and then Boo Boo Kitty is pregnant with his brother's kid. He is just going to freak the hell out, and not in like a me- mental breakdown way, but because any human being would. So you know what I would do, you know, plan. I'm gonna you put my wishful storytelling hat. I think that that's too obvious. Yeah. You know, like, you know I think Jillian is right. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm fired today. I'm sorry. <laughs> It would be smart if no. that was Jennifer Hudson's character. I said that, yes. I said that because the one I said was the chick in the DA's office or the town, whatever. Now, do we know it's a woman? Do we know no, it's no, a woman? Actually, we don't. Here's the other thing. So I was trying to figure out what the timeline was for Lucius, though. Um, with it, because he's the one who said, "No, after giving him the house, no, the the body, the body was too slender and too small. It was a woman." Well, then speaking of slender, I wouldn't put it past Lucius's lawyer because you know he and Andre were Uh, having words last week. It was a female build. It was a female. Okay, it was a female build, and they showed that they had, you know, even though um uh uh Lubu makes red bottoms for men. It was red bottom female shoes. Oh, it was Louboutins. Okay. Yes, and I think it's either that woman. I've been saying it because everybody's like, "No, it's Boo Boo Kitty." I've been, I've been the Lone Ranger. Now people are seeing what I'm saying. I think it's either that woman who Andre was having an affair with in the DA's office or the mayor's (sighs) office. Because they ended on a nasty break. Like, even when she still wanted to mess with him, he was like, "Girl, don't you do it, or I'm gonna end you. I will ether you." Either her or I thought recently, I'm like, Jennifer Hudson would be the wild card here because you wouldn't see it coming. You think she's this mm-hmm. church going, Christian, singing and stuff. What if she is just <laughs> like, you know, well, hollering about Weight Watchers or whatever, you know, oh what if it's her? She's just like jealous or something. But I think it's probably that lady in the office. Well, Okay. Now it's time to dive into what I think might be the best two episodes or two-part episode of Grey's Anatomy I've seen in the last five years. OMG. Who watched this last week's Grey's? I watched. Me. Oh, my God, y'all. How incredible was this story that basically has been being threaded all season with Bailey's husband kind of being rogue. Mm-hmm. It definitely came to a head Thursday night. Sarah, what did you think of the special two-part Grey's Anatomy? I thought it was great because instead of the lot of times when Grey's has a two-part episode, it's like, oh my God, there's someone shooting up the hospital or some <laughs> other, you know, there's this giant accident with 400 people they have to treat. 
but this was really sort of character driven and the sort of story though that can like sustain a show for like years you have these two mm -hmm. couples um well three actually whose relationship is altered because of the events of this two hours episode first you have Miranda and Ben and he just thinks he's too much you know it's been established that he's a little bit of like a cowboy that he'll just be like I can do this surgery and you know a little too reckless and he completely messes up and a woman and her baby die and he thinks he's like stuck in this elevator because there was you know an alarm that went off and he didn't notice because he was so in the zone that the elevator yeah. doors open. And like, I was like, I could see how that would happen. Cause I think of, you know, mm -hmm. all the stupid things that, you know, that fortunately had like no consequences, but like that I've missed when I've been in the zone on stuff. Um, you know, but the fact of the matter is as a surgeon, it's your job to notice those sorts of things. You don't get a free pass. The, a bunch of children are like, you know, basically lost their mother. And so, and here's Miranda, she's her husband's boss. And they're really playing what that would be like in a hospital setting. Like she is, you know, 10 rungs up the ladder from him. And she's like, uh-uh, I wanna make sure this doesn't come across biased. I want people who are not me to do the hearing on this. And then she's like, but she really was like the hard line on him. She was like, she suspended him. And he was just kind of like, but, but how Six can you do that to my wife? Six months. months. Yeah. And she is just like, how could you like mess up like that? You know? And it's like, there's really like the male female dynamics of like what it means to have the wife be the boss and him and Ben sort of be, being her subordinate, especially since she was the one who pressured him to go into surgery in, in the first place. He was quite happy as an anesthesiologist. Um, so, you know, it is, and it's just like, he's almost like emasculated in his mind by the situation and his wife did that. And it's like, how would your marriage survive that? Like, do you think they've been building up to that yes. though? In the yeah. fact that like with yeah. the taxes and all the other stuff yes. where she's undercut him? Well, I don't yes. think the taxes had anything to do it, but it's See, been I do. No, but I do yeah. think no, the taxes I do. It were, was a trend. I think that is a plot thread because he totally like you could see the gas coming out of his face when he realized, oh, her uh income discrepancy as opposed to him. You know, well, and when she just said that, oh, I'm, I hired a, a tax person instead of and now so that you wouldn't have to do it for six months, that probably money. I mean, you know, uh, Bailey ain't, won't be hurting for any money, but no. his male pride is still going to be hurt by that. Yeah. Jillian, what did you think of Chandra's performance? Do you think that we're going to see um, a, a supporting actress nomination next year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was good. I don't, I'm, I'm on the fence with that. She was fantastic. Richard got on my nerve because I saw what Miranda was trying to do. She was trying to, in a way, I got what he was saying. He was like, you need to, you know, take the bull by the horns and discipline your husband. But at the same time, it's like, Richard, shut up. She ain't trying to be biased because if Miranda didn't do be that thorough and speak to that panel, she probably would have smacked him on the hand and be like, okay, Ben, don't do it again. But when that panel brought up all that evidence and stuff and she went over and over that, you saw she was like, okay, you are reckless. You are trying to cowboy it up. And 
you are my man. Like, this is a reflection of me, and I'm not going to have people say that I play favorites. So I'm going to show, I'm going to use you as an example. You can't be cutting people up in the hallway like a fool and get away with it. And, uh, yeah, um, if Ben is my doctor, mm-mm, I'm just going to take me some Robitussin. I'm serious. And go I'm home. like, wait for mm-hmm. the elevator, bro. Wait for the elevator. I'm me. like, mm-mm. Robitussin but I agree with Sarah that it, yeah. this was a very character-driven Yes. You know, even though it, it had those elements of the big, you know, event story, it was very character driven because I look back to not only the issues that Ben has had about, um, you know, Miranda being the chief and him being, um, you know, a resident. In, in, the, in the residency program, but there's also um, been issues with him about the fact that he feels so much older than the yes. other residents. So I think he kind of has this cockiness, like when he saw the other doctors in there, because they're his friends and peers. They're his friends and peers more so because he's Miranda's husband. Because if he was just a resident, they don't really, you know, Gray and her sister and Owen, they don't really rock with the kids like that i mean oh. alex does because he's screwing one of them but you know they the kids kind of you know that you know the residents kind of stick to themselves but he's in their clique because he's married to miranda and he was like oh i loved sister girl gray what is her name um oh, i forgot maggie, maggie 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 made me too happy because he was like oh, whoo it's you guys. I'm glad. I thought it was going to be... The look on her face was like, don't be too glad, bro. Yes, and when she was like, <laughs> uh, when she set him straight, I'm like, boom, boom, boom. She, I'm like, because he thought nepotism, and that's what a lot of them said when they were talking about him. They're like, he's not going to happen. Nothing, they were like, nothing's going to happen to him. He's the chief's husband. Like, what's she going to do? Fire her husband? And, you know, that's when Richard lurking, trying to put stuff in Miranda's. And I'm like, shut up, Richard. You're like a little gossiping girl. Well, yeah. and speaking of people lurking and causing problems, what did you think of Catherine Avery. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh so my God. The, again, the previous episode when she called her Huzzy, I screamed. I was like, ah, she called her Huzzy. And I wonder if Debbie Allen, because um, that is her favorite word according to her son. Because, uh, like, I wonder if she ad libbed that because he, you know, because he seems, you know, flabuck. Oh, but he was like, the Huzzy, this is April Captain. She was like, this is my boy. And she was like, this is my boy. That's my red baby. I'm like, hello. So what if it's Kepner and she is that, you know, that cow dunk eye girl or whatever from the small town or whatever. So what? She's a stupid girl. Like, but Kep- they are making their way back together. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not. Going no, to find not. their way no, back they're not. together. They're going to find to co-parent. That's about it. He they saw are going to get nope. back together. He saw how funky that girl acted, and he she's was like, a mess, uh-uh. but she's a everybody nope. on Grey's is a mess. Messy nope. people fall in uh-uh. love. Well, and, yeah, I, and I said, and what I loved though was that moment when like you see the, someone going to the divorce attorney and you you know they set you up to think oh you know it's gonna be like april it's gonna be i figured Jackson. it was arizona i think and it was then so it's one back to arizona my longtime nemesis arizona god i hate <laughs> so her shady too god i hate and her so, and it's like but it's again it's character driven because callie and um 
you know, the Derek killer with the freckles. I can't even remember her name. You know, they're, they've been penny. dating. And she penny, gets, but I call a bad penny. Yeah. And she got, you know, she got that prestigious grant that's going to go. Oh, I hate her for that. Going to go study for there for, you know, in New York for, for a year. They have and, blogger grants to go to New York. And their question is, um, you know, and Cat, and she's kind of like Callie's just like, oh, go for it, and she's kind of like, oh, you ain't gonna miss, you're not gonna miss me at all, and you know, it didn't, you know, she's like Callie's like, ah, oh, we can have a commuter relationship, which because that always goes well, Arizona and then, so and then it finally gets to the point where they're like, um. Callie, you kind of have some uh, transferable skills that will enable you to get a job wherever yeah. you want. Why don't you come with me? And they're like, seriously thinking about it. And they tell Arizona, like, this is the best news ever. And meanwhile, Arizona, and Arizona is like, excuse me, you're going to take my child with you? But see, that's where and I my whole thing to is, be. Oh, go ahead. You know, and it's one of those things, too, because she, on one hand, she totally did raise you know that child from birth i still think of that as mcsteamy's kid you brought up a bunch of good points the main one though is what a, to me what a hypocrite she has turned out to be with kepner because her big thing was you need to tell you need to tell jackson you need to tell jackson instead of telling callie I'm not okay with you taking the baby, the girl, and and yeah, going but, off to New York. She rushes to a lawyer. It's like yeah, you're but she doing Kepner became a, a hypocrite in the previous. Yeah. She t told like a pregnant girl's mom that the girl was pregnant. Yeah, so, well, yeah. that, that was hypocrite. in character. Yeah, that was totally in character for her. And I think that 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 was I think that story plot was to show Kepner so yeah, it was. what but Arizona. I don't to defend Arizona. She didn't tell Kepner. You better go lawyer up. She looked uncomfortable. Like yeah. she was trying to get that stupid girl to work it out with Jackson and to tell him. But, but, that, but that's why I'm saying that, that she's oh. crazily hypocritical because she won't even have a conversation with Callie before she goes and sue and decides to sue for custody. It's true. If she had a conversation, Callie seems like she'd be like, Leah, let's work out a reasonable joint custody thing. It's far away. We're going to come up with some plans for how we're going to handle this. You know, we're going to Skype every day, whatever. It's like, going to be juicy if they write it, if they don't be politically correct and write it, because of course the politically correct way would to say she's her mother in every way that Callie is. It doesn't matter that Callie was the biological mother. That'll be the PC okay. thing to say. So, but the real guys, deal, Holyfield, is that's Callie's baby. Well, wait, okay. This is, this is what I have a this is what I have a question about since you guys are long term uh watchers. Any one of y'all could answer this for me. Did she legally adopt that kid or did she just is she just raising this kid I don't remember that honestly but I, I I want to say she did adopt her at some point. Yeah, um, otherwise, like, she has no grounds. When oh. when they were together, like, well, when McSteamy was alive, he was co-parenting with them. They right. They the whole typical... Yeah, I know, figured so that, I but I don't want to know. I, and the way I think, I mean, I don't think you can adopt. I think, because if, well, I don't know the legal... Look, I'm only going by another soap. <laughs> because on... Queer as folk, the lesbians couldn't, like, the... Okay, so the birth mother on Queer as Folk, um, 
of course, obviously, she had custody. But if Brian would didn't give up custody of the baby, the other lesbian couldn't adopt. So okay, so yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't know if died, they died, that, that became a moot point. So, um, unless she adopted that kid, and by the way, let's just reminding me of this that it goes because I just looked up this to look this up. And way back when Arizona was going to go to previous prestigious grant to treat children, in, you know, and Callie moved was going to, you know, move away with her, and then Arizona left her at the airport because she wasn't enthusiastic enough. So, that's how far back this goes. Um, that and that was what led to her hook up with Mark, with Callie's hookup with, you know, which was hot. I always liked them mm-hmm. together. But uh, uh, That's the only, I will say this, Callie Torres is the only omnisexual that I've ever really just been cool with. I know I get, well, and it's probably because as a gay man, I get more angry about the gay, when gays do it. But, um, but I loved the fact that Callie uh, straddled the fence <laughs> or is bisexual. Me too, me too. Um, but um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Banshee, Luke. I know your beloved Banshee is getting ready to wrap. What are you? How are you getting ready to say goodbye to yet another Alan Ball series? Well, this last week's episode was really good. We got Joe back, which was fantastic. He had been held in a black site for the first episode or two, I which is gotta be black. <laughs> That's what they're called. Um, the red he was in he was in the white site. I don't know. And so they got him back. There was double crossings, but the episode ended with Hood being arrested and him finding out the cliffhanger of the episode as he was being arrested was that the woman whose murder he's being arrested for was carrying his child and he didn't know it. And so now he has to prove his innocence while dealing with the fact that she was pregnant with his kid. And so it, it, the, the relationship drama in this series is very soapy, but there's a lot of maybe the word is grindhouse action and violence. And it's a very, it's a blend that I've enjoyed a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing how this season ends. Well, it, but so far I'm enjoying it. Well, we'll as see. it ends, you have a new show that you're loving. I'm hearing Winona Earp. Yes, Winona Judd get married. Winona Judd did not get married, but you know what? I really need Winona Judd to make a cameo on Winona Earp because Winona Earp is about um, the great 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 granddaughter of Wyatt Earp, who was given a gun whose bullets can basically kill demons. And so she's in Wyoming, and they're trying to prevent these demons from basically escaping, because every so often they can come back, and these demons will fill the bodies of other humans. So she has to kill them again. It's actually a really good blend. Okay, the writer in me has to go to Sarah Babel, who's the only one of us who's had an agent in Hollywood, to, to ask a public domain question. So, Sarah Babel, I must ask this, because now I'm like, okay, Wyatt Earp was a real person. So, I could I just do a TV show about Harriet Tubman's granddaughter being sure. an assassin? Really? Well, I mean, because who owns, nobody owns the right to Harriet Tubman's life. She's a person. Now, you could, you so know. There, so, some Earp great-great-great-grandkids couldn't and- sue? 
Uh, no. No, because and this is this is actually they they went and this television series is an adaptation of a comic book. Oh my so god! So I can write a fake show about Coco Chanel's children. You, yep. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, you might now to be safe, you'd find some book about Co- Coco Chanel and option the underlying rights to it, and then you're. Well, it's adapting that book, you know. Well, and the other thing, the other thing is, he's been gone so long that the, the like, what is it, the ninety nine years or whatever, uh, you might be getting close to that. I mean, yeah. Okay. That's, that's well, carry on, Luke. Tell us about your new. So basically, show. I mean, it's a fun show about a gunslinging woman yeah, who is responsible fun. for. It's on Sci-Fi. Uh, um, who's responsible for um, keeping the demon demons from escaping and sending them back to hell? There's um, a she's got a couple interesting potential love interests. She has um, a uh, African American gentleman who is with the F like with a secret government agency who she has tons of chemistry with. I like with. how you're so politically correct. Say black. Well, black. You know, listen. That for a white person is walking into no, a landmine. No, I like black. I'm gonna tell you, black. as this black person, I'm black. I'm from I'm from DeKalb, Texas. I yeah. Am the, but the, the the other the other potential love interest is um, the reincarnation of Doc Holliday, which is very interesting because of course Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp were friends, and both of them are are hot guys who she sort of has potential chem. Well, she does have chemistry with both, but there's a potential for a well, good since triangle. You're talking about reincarnation and black people we have to talk about people have been tweeting me that i have to ask y'all about this simone who is at tdz 1944 asked specifically and i got asked last week too so i'm not gonna what? let my fans down Get to some it. of y'all that watch sleepy hollow need to talk about the fact that the black oh, oh i wish mel was I here so she left. What happened? Why are everybody mad on Twitter? Basically, oh, go ahead, Julian. Oh, I was just gonna say, well, she was the star of the show, and they treated her like shit. Like, they kept like reducing her role, right? And you knew stuff was being funky. When now, tell me if this ain't shady, y'all. She when they did the um season two, I think season two or season one's DVD. They had all the everybody who did the show do commentary on it. They didn't ask her to do any commentary. She's the friggin' lead of the show besides Crane. How do you not do that? That's like having Tyler Perry not do commentary on Medea. Like you see what I'm saying? Like that don't make no sense. And people Has just, she spoken out in the press in any form or fashion? She, well, she did say on on in, in that's how you knew about the the DVD commentary because she said something on Instagram. She was like, "When your show doesn't like," she did a picture of herself looking confused, and the caption was something like, "I'm paraphrasing something like, when your show doesn't have you do." Yeah, she put out on social yeah. media basically that she had been snubbed by her own show. Right. In the second season, they sort of sidelined her because they brought in um, Ichabod's wife, oh. and, and which was a terrible and season. Then they then they sort of tried to reorient it, but in the third season, she just kept having less and less of a role. And then they go and they kill her off and they give her a bad, I mean, they give her a bad ending. There was um, all kinds of like shady (laughs) uh, Twitter 
hashtags oh, that were yeah. being put up they about call it. Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, oh yeah, honest, like, that was more, you know, in a negative way. I've never seen that much buzz about the show until then. It was like all over my timeline. Because season one was a great season. Oh, I love season one. Season one was uh, the baddest season. And then when they brought his wife on and marginalized this girl because the chemistry, you know, you knew that Ichabod wanted to see his fantastic wife sorry um whatever, <laughs> whatever. Well, there goes the no, Katrina really was like one of the worst Jillian characters of all time put all of your, open your wallet and put everything in the cuss job uh, like whatever I'll just throw I'll throw that with my ATM card and a checkbook but um she was like the worst you knew that Ichabod wanted to reunite with his wife and he finally did and she did all this dumb shit and it's like huh and Abby and Ichabod had sizzling chemistry. So you knew, oh yeah. So you knew okay, they were. So wait a minute. Let me pause. This, so, this is, got, well, here, here's, here, a here's a there's a minute. really good no. there, well, there's a really good article about this on the Vulture. Okay. Uh, if you want to read it, but I'll just re- I'm going to just read you an excerpt of it. it. Says the most unforgivable misstep of season two uh, was its treatment of Abby Mills, who to reiterate is one of the two leads. She was sidelined while Crane focused on his wife, which I've already mentioned. Also egregious, supposedly a powerful witch, Katrina was repeatedly put in peril, frequently making her the damsel in distress. The show's audience couldn't help but notice that people of color on the cast, one of its main draws for many viewers, have been drastically reduced while the white characters received more airtime. Then to add another white character... Uh, an old flame from Jenny's past, and they just—I mean, this is—if you—if you want to read a good analysis of it, go to Vulture. Yeah, I want to say with Fox be having so much success with Empire, you would think that they would have went in the opposite direction to try yeah. to. Didn't well, they got new head writer. They got new head writers and that things. But now season. let me ask y'all this, because this is pulling up two things. First, Jillian. This kind of, you know, this is another show that I didn't watch, but I just, I'm having deja vu of when you were fired up about when our cookie, pre-cookie, when, didn't this sort of happen with Taraji on a CBS show? On Person um, of interest. interest. Yeah, because, like, she was the female lead on there. And, and she didn't get to get on the TV Guide cover. Yeah, and... yeah. But, like, however, what? I want to say this was worse. This is, think of Mully okay. and Skulder, Scully and Mulder from the X-Files. I mean, they okay. very much use the X-Files formula. Would you kill off Scully? Or would you have Mulder spend the whole season mooning over some w- stupid witch? No, you would not. <laughs> so, I mean... That would you kill off Gray? Would you kill off? Um, would you kill off Gray? Shonda would. Yeah. Now look. No, look I it. didn't say Shonda. <laughs> I mean you. Would you kill off Meredith no. Gray? Like that's what that's what it essentially is. You marginalize Meredith Gray on her own show. You see what I'm saying? Like okay. they okay. they really screwed the pooch. And then I heard like I had tuned out after that stupid Katrina. And then they brought in um um Ian Summerhold, this old lady. Um, to play a flame of cranes. Nikki Reed. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, she plays Betsy Ross. And from when you heard that she was coming on, they were like, Mm-mm. Wait, like the woman who yeah. throwed the flag. Yeah. Well, this, this, this show is about Ichabod Crane waking up in the presence. It all makes sense. The founding fathers <laughs> are a big part of it. Like Ben Franklin was cool on this show. You know, they like it, it was it, they then they bring her on and that's when people started that's when people Did she get a muscle up and then there's Marge. 
Shut up, shut up. But then that's when people really started being extremely vocal and say, okay, you're trying to annex this girl. And nobody knows if she was like, okay, kill me off. Or if the show, if or if she told the show, you know, I'm good. And they decided to be petty and kill her off. Mm, so you're Fox still... Any sense, they'd bring her on as a old she... flame of um, Andre from college. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about bubble shows. Um, Nashville. Girls. Girls, bubble show. No. Bubble. Yeah. Girls is ending because Speaking of shows that are ending, yes. because it wants to. Yes, they have no choice. Ain't nobody watching. They're they have a full another season after this one. So anyway, and nobody gonna be watching that neither. I will. Anyway, I'll Nashville watch. and Castle are both on the bubble. Um, Castle is basically awaiting Nathan Fillion. To boy, they they have contract negotiation problems every couple of years on that story, and then is that they hate each other? Well, yeah, allegedly. And so, and then with Nashville, God, I tried to watch Nashville. One thing I have voted, I voted for them to cancel it on the USA Today. I have to stop watching Nashville on this because it's Nashville is still a charming little soap, but I cannot watch it after Empire anymore because you're just like it makes you point to every. Thing they're not doing that they could be doing on a well, musical soap. On there is like it's not a soap opera, Connie Britton. I'm like, girl, no, I know. So they take the they set up a drama situation and then they don't ha- play out the drama. Mm-hmm. They wrap up stuff in two episodes that should be a season long arc. I mean, the only things that the saving grace of that show, honestly. Or Hayden and Jonathan Jackson because they re- they know that they are on a soap and that's how they play mm-hmm. it and that's why their characters are the most interesting. I like that little girl. I like Raina's daughter. I like her. Uh, I thought you were going to say Scarlet. If because... it was Scarlet, I would have to fly to Atlanta and beat no, Jamie. No, Scarlet. I didn't. I would pay to see I that. I didn't dislike Scarlet as much as everyone. Uh, oh my God, else. she sounds. Sarah sounds like Michelle Valjean because every time she watches, she will put on Facebook. Oh, I hate that. I still hate for four years. I'm like, <laughs> yes, and I still I will, hate and I, Scarlet. Yes, and I will mess. It, I will needle her. I'm like, oh, why you hate her? I used to like yes. Scarlet, but when she cut off all her hair, I was done. I'm like, see, I was rooting for you like Tyler. Oh, okay, out of the hair is that. Why everybody hates her because no, of that? No, they didn't. Oh. No, they hated her because she was such a mealy mouth little. I I want to be a singer. No, I don't want to be a singer. I want to be a songwriter. No, I don't want to be a songwriter. Which I feel like anybody who watched old school Knots Landing, she hey. reminds me of Val back in. Well, actually, going all the way back to Dallas years, she was Val before Val got some balls to her. She's just scared of her own shadow. I'm like, if they ever did a Dallas, I mean, a, if they ever did a Dallas big screen movie, she could play Valine because I could so see her running through the woods with her baby because <laughs> she's just got that, you know, Poe scared hayseed woman thing going on. But we might be done getting to watch Scarlett and Avery and Juliet and all of them if the show. Doesn't get renewed, and that would lead, I mean, the new head lady in charge over there is supposedly bringing in a more procedural slant. So, I mean, if they got rid of one of their soaps, I guess that could make room for that. What are y'all thinking of the new Shondaland adventure series? Um, What, the catch? 
the I think you asked us all that last yeah, time, and I don't think any of us had watched it. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to report back. Yeah. I also, a friend of mine also wants me to watch the family, so I, I have some I did. I watched the first episode, and it is... It's okay. It's very creepy to me. The no, which one are you talking about? The catch or the... no? The catch ain't catch me yet. No, ah! the family, the family, the family. I watched it. It's 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 very interesting. And they got a sister girl who was the cop. It's a little soapy because like the kid goes missing, and like the sister girl who was the cop on the case, she was like a young cub cop. Now she's like the sheriff, and it seems like hun the husband were hunching, and they still hunching. Yep. Yes, All right. Well, we're going to wrap, but going around the room, or not a room because this is virtual, but going around the circle. (laughs) I know you ain't in the room with me, so I can't say going around the room. Maybe so. You and Luke smoking some blunts and. Oh, you don't know Luke can roll a joint there. And Netflix and then chilling. But all right, going around the circle, what was the last movie you watched or what is a movie that you're dying to see? Luke, we'll start with you. Well, I'm looking forward to The Huntsman. Of course, I'm also looking forward to Captain America's Civil War that's coming up. So both of those are definitely on my radar. Um, The last movie I watched probably was that movie where um, um, oh god, Michael Ely was messing around with Sanaa Lathan. It got crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Tyler Perry. No, this isn't Tyler Perry. It's the perfect boyfriend. Oh, you know, every time I see one of those movies now, I'm thinking, that's... (laughs) Oh, no. Because they did the reverse because the light-skinned brother was the crazy one. Um, Yeah, that wasn't Tyler because we were watching Tyler. Tyler, Light-skinned good, dark-skinned bad. Now, the movie that I want to see come... How is that? Never mind. He does in every one of his old, in the what? first couple of his movies, the dark skin. No, I know. I've watched enough of them. I'd never really put that together, mm-hmm. but it was like, how can he get away with that without. Well, he does it because we. Because people have been getting away with it for 400 years. But yeah, he does get called out for it. Yeah. And then he flipped it with one of them. It was like, well, let me make Lamont Rucker the, the good guy. Chris <laughs> Elba and Daddy's Girls. The movie that I want to see. Um, there's a trailer for it out called um, When the Bow Break. It's Regina Hall and Morris Chestnut. Yeah. They, um, you see, oh, I don't know if anybody else seen the trailer. Um, did you see the trailer, Jamie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the premise is they're a young couple, successful couple, happy, married, got money. Only thing they can't have is a kid. And they find this girl to be their surrogate. And she seems nice. And cute, mild mannered, but she's a crazy hoe. And Regina Hall just gets amped up for that. Oh, that sounds like lifetime television for women. Yes, because you know she tries to seduce um, Morris Chestnut, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, pump your brakes," and it just goes crazy. It's, it's I want to watch that. It comes out in September. Damn it, Sarah Bavell. What about you? Okay, I'm gonna go with um, two more indie choices. Um, one I'm interested in seeing is Sing Street from the people that brought you once. I don't know if anyone here has, has seen um, that sort of Irish musical. It's very charming. Um, and this is it's kind of like the commitments. And the other one I'm looking forward to just because it, you know, I'm going through this binge of like being into like historical dramas is Elvis and Nixon with um, Kevin Spacey and Michael Shannon. 
and they really did meet and I'm not even quite sure what happened there. And the cast is just so weird. You're like Kevin Spacey, Alex, um, Michael Shannon, who is just yeah, wonderful. Like you should go see night. You should see rent or stream 99 homes. Cause that was a overlooked great wanna, performance. I might want to watch that. That Nelson thing. Johnny, yeah. but then Johnny Knoxville's in it. And you're like, wait, how'd that happen? So huh? I'm trying to become a serious actor. I want to well, see that. Cause I, you know, the, you know, the, the, Rumor is when Elvis meant to meet Dixon, he brought a gun to the White House, and it's like, huh? What the hell? How-? Well, I, of course, we, because Luke and I did a special podcast with Craig Peters, we watched Batman versus Superman, which is still killing at the box office, Luke. Almost a billion. Uh, let's let's clarify sell. exactly what has happened with almost that. a billion. Almost a billion. It's almost a billion, but it's underperforming expectations. There was something in the Variety or Ho- the Hollywood Reporter talking about how it was so, like the drop off on it is such that Warner Brothers is having problems with it. It bombed in China. Oh no. Yep, China, China which is China, which China, which is this, China, which is the second biggest movie market in the world, They're and has been it has been gravy for the um, Marvel movies. It, it completely bombed in China. This movie is to you talking about Sex in the City, the movie, the first ones. There's a headline gross. in Variety about it hitting a wall in China. Who cares about China? million dollars the movie has made. Let the record show, Claire Hudson. Oh, no, Claire. When we did that podcast, you were like, it has to make 700 million, or else it's going to be. It has to make a profit, correct. So it has already made that plus 100. But making a profit doesn't make it a hit. Plus, plus making a profit. I get what you mean, Luke. Plus 100 million is a hit. Yes, it is. I get what you mean, because some movies will make a profit, but they still consider them stinkers, which I find is very bizarre. I'm like, if it made money, what? who cares? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense, right, Jillian? Well, I watched that, but then I had to cl- I had to cleanse my palate, so I went and watched Spotlight, which I loved. Oh, my oh, supposedly, God. Get out of here. is a fantastic... I mean, it's getting really good reviews. I, I, w- I don't know if I want to see it, but, like, everything that I'm reading about it is just great. Spotlight was... Y'all have to go see that if you missed I, it. I have seen Spotlight. It is great. Is that with... Uh, is that with, That's um, one that won the Oscar for Best Picture. It was picture. the Oscar last year, yeah. For, so, what's um, what's, who, it's what's about the Boston uh, okay, no, newspaper reporter who broke that. Yeah. So it's very, if you are interested in journalism, it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it could have been called Dockers because they got a little bit too real with the 90s schlumpy men's fashion. But, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's a good movie, but it's, uh, it's exactly what you think ooh, it is. It gave me flashbacks of having, because I was a general assignment reporter in the 90s and the two early 2000s and oh my god i'm so thankful for the internet just the thought of having to go to some freaking basement and look through files that aren't online Ugh. i mean of course they were doing very good work so i would have done it if i was assigned it, but i was just like god i used to hate that when my managing editor would be like we need you to go over to the courthouse and look oh god why me? I want to cover the art show. Anyway, 
Um, the art show, really? Oh, God. I was that every other, no other reporters wanted to cover the arts festivals and stuff. They wanted the murders and stuff. I didn't want that. I wanted to cover, we had what we had in where Bill Clinton is from is an hour from my home, Hope, Arkansas, and they had the Hope Watermelon Festival. And uh, no, uh, I would not. <laughs> I saw the Dixie Chicks one year at the, before they were famous at the Watermelon Festival. And then, yeah, I was that guy. I was like, give me the light stuff. I don't want anything that's going to catch me. Yes, in the town that Bill Clinton is from. And I don't care who's from that town. You went to the Watermelon Festival. I did. I sure did. I'm and then sure. expensed my gas mileage. How about that? I can't oh. wait to see Jungle Book. <laughs> That's the one I want to see. Jungle Book and the new barbershop. Until next time, y'all. Keep it popping. So long. So disappointed.